one more day. One more day is all there is until um, Friday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever it is that you have decided to make Big Sky Sports Talk a part of your day. My family and I great, greatly appreciate it. You have found the only podcast in America that is devoted to the four major teams in one major market, Phoenix, Arizona. We also cover ASU for college sports, the Mercury of the WNBA, the Phoenix Rising for Championship League Soccer. A minor league soccer, that is, uh, for those that didn't know. I hope everybody is doing good. As I said, one more day, and it is a uh, Friday, um, and the weekend is here. Um, I have uh, hope you've uh, had a good week so far. Uh, happy Thursday to you and yours. Um uh, I will go ahead and announce now, um, unless unless I decide to bring my podcast equipment with me to uh, Kalispell, and I don't I don't think I will. I'm gonna bring my laptop because I have uh, my um, my Bible software on there, um, and uh, so that way I can kind of do some studying while I'm while I'm up there for the um, men's conference. And uh, I'm I'm super excited about that, I, and I have officially um, been uh, uh, been approved to be off. So I'll be off all day Friday. So I'll make my trip up there. Um, let's see, uh, early Friday or after work Thursday. I haven't decided yet. Um, so. Seven hours, a little over seven hours away. Um, then be my first time away from from uh, the Billings area. I, well, not my, well, okay. Let me say this. First time by myself uh, away from the Billings area. Um, I've uh, been with family to uh, Yellowtail um, Dam um, slash Lake. Uh, I think it's mainly just the dam. I think that's what it is. Uh, and then I've been to another lake, and I, I can't even remember or pronounce the name correctly, but all that's been with, with family. So not that I'm scared. I'm a big boy. I can handle it. Um, but it is something that uh, I haven't done, and so I'm excited to visit a new um, a new city um, and, be again, be up there a majority of the day um, Friday. Um because I mean, it's gonna take me, like I said, seven hours. So I'll leave. I'll probably end up leaving early Friday morning. I'm not gonna leave after work. That doesn't make much sense. I don't want to be exhausted. Want to get a decent night's sleep. Leave early enough to uh, get there, relax a little bit, get ready for Friday night's uh, conference, um, and then uh, they have something all day Saturday, and uh, and then I'll also be in church there uh as well so check out the main campus for all three days and then after church i'll leave and uh um come back down uh to to billings so i'm like super excited about that um especially since 
there wasn't a um there wasn't a uh uh men's retreat that I did this uh this year. Usually I go to Calvary, go with Calvary and uh um and if anybody uh from uh Mobile that goes to Calvary uh listens, I don't know who you know, I no one's ever reached out and said, Hey, I, I listen, love the show. I know so a couple of friends do. Um and so you know who you are and I know I know who you are. Um, but there's like, okay, I know that there's probably about four, four or five people, um, that listen, that's either a friend or a family member. I get on average, uh, now it's kind of backed off a little bit. So right now the average is low, um, 10 people. So there's like another four to five or more people that listen um and and sometimes even more than like after a while that number does uh, go up you know i'll see in the mid teens high 20s sometimes um so there's more than that you know maybe maybe 10 to 15 people that that i don't even know who you are that listen and spread out all over the place so um I mean, if you want to make yourself known, email me at uh, BigSkySportsTalk at gmail.com. Um, I would love to, you know, know who you are, or you can, you know, message the show on Instagram or Facebook at Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, So, I don't know. Uh, I always think about that. Like, who out there is listening? So, I need to get better at um, being more active on social media other than just... Um, what I do to kind of promote myself, really the show, and, and it doesn't do much more than anybody that f- already follows the show's page or my personal page, you see it. So it doesn't really do too much good. Um, I can pay for, like, Facebook advertising of, you know, each episode, whatever. Um, I've done that in the past, but it really hasn't done much for me. Um, so I just don't, and it's kind of a waste of money i got a really bad negative comment i don't even know why i'm getting all the way into this but um anyway something fun to share but negative comment one time and said i disapprove of you advertising this and um i'm never going to follow or listen i'm like all right well you know thanks for speaking your mind a little bit like i mean i have my right to advertise whatever i want just like anybody else does so I uh, I don't know I don't know what their their problem is but anyway um I don't know if I ever responded to them uh, like thank you sir or anything like that I don't I don't know but anyway it hasn't really done a whole lot so I've really done it but p- please feel free to follow um follow me personally or or uh, the uh, show page um and maybe one day one time when I get uh, big, I'll have an actual, like, page, like a website, um, that'd be kind of cool, with, like, merchandise and stuff like that, um, so, anyway, there, there's, there's that, um, uh, I will, uh, try to, you know, um, again, like I said, be more active, um, you know, create, uh, um, you know, 
polls that you can you know see on on uh, Instagram story and stuff like that. Try to interact with people that way. Um, and so, if you think that's if you would actually respond, let me know. I mean, I haven't every time I've asked something like this, don't really get too much feedback. Um, you know, just it's like getting feedback from anybody that listens that's not you know a close friend or family member is like is like pulling teeth. So, um, to make me feel a little bit better, please like respond again. Big Sky Sports Talk. Um, very easy. Common spelling for all that at gmail.com, uh, Facebook and Instagram at Big Sky Sports Talk. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. Uh, uh, please uh, like, follow those pages. Um, if you listen on Spotify um, uh, or um, uh, Google um podcasts, uh, Apple, wherever, Amazon, I'm literally everywhere. Um, I've, you know, sometimes I still randomly search out other podcast platforms that are, uh, that will host and, you know, just add my stuff there. So I'm, I'm everywhere that, you know, anybody would listen, all the main ones and some of the other ones that, you know, people have never even heard of before. Um, please, uh, um, like it and then hit the you know notification bell hit the bell as everybody says ring the bell um so that way you're notified every time a new episode drops i really and truly appreciate that um and uh one other thing i guess uh i always uh, forget to do this at the end sometimes so i'll do it in the in the intro and i have had people say i don't really like sports um so i'll just listen to the intro and so maybe, you know, this is a great time to do this. And, or maybe not. Maybe it was like, well, you do too much advertising for yourself. Well, I mean, it's my podcast. I do what I want. I say what I want. Um, so, you know, whatever. I mean, everybody does it. That's that's how you grow. Anyway, um, I would uh, I would like to um, uh, uh, gain uh, more sponsors. So if you want... Uh, to sponsor the show, um, if you have a business, um, please email me. Uh, I would like to, you know, get an ad out there for you. You, you help me, I help you, kind of thing. Um, and uh, I'm, I don't, I won't charge like you know, pretty much next to nothing. It's very, very affordable. But I won't speak on that on air. Um, but if you, you have something you want advertised, maybe you're a, uh, a streamer of some sort and you want me to advertise on the show, I would love to do that. You know, we'll come up with something, and um, you can, you know, do it one time. You can, uh, I'll do it, you know, every show. I'm doing, you know, five shows most weeks. This Friday, I will not do a show. Like, uh, that's what I was leading to. I don't think I'm going to take my podcast equipment, so therefore I will not do a show Friday. Um, tomorrow, uh, or, well, today, this evening when I get home, I just, I got got to remember talking about. It. I am speaking as if today is Thursday, even though, um, well, it is. It's almost midnight. But anyway, uh, tonight I will um, do um, a uh, a, th- a Friday show. Well, I guess it will be because um, today is Thursday, so I will do a Friday show. Uh, I apologize, um, because if I did one Friday night, 
that would be for Saturday. Um, but anyway, uh, anyway, I, I'm getting myself confused. But I will uh, not be doing one Friday night, but I will be doing one um, tonight, if that makes sense. Thursday night, tonight, tonight, today is Thursday, as you are listening. Um, it, it gets confusing. Uh, um, that's the problem with doing a na- uh, late uh, recording. Um, but I want it available for you, you know, ready for the day. So you can listen, you know, that day and get caught up on everything. That is the point. That's what I want to do. So back to the advertising thing. If you, uh, you know, uh, I'll do it every show or, you know, whatever, uh, advertise for you. Um, and so if you want to do one time thing or you want to do it monthly or you say, Hey, you know, we don't have any money in the budget for this anymore. You know, we'll pick you up right now, but sorry, we'll have to end it. I, I can be a big boy and accept that. That's fine. Um, but it, it, if you, or if you just want to support me, Hey, I love the show. You're a cool dude, whatever. I don't have anything I want to advertise. You know, here's five bucks, here's 10 bucks or whatever. I'm down with any of that. You can email me and, you know, we'll get that rolling. Maybe I'll try to get something rolling, um, you know, through, uh, um, through what you might call it. I can't remember the, uh, the name of the, that app, but, uh, um, anyway, I want to try to get, get that going. I'll try to be a little bit better on that, but that's that. Uh, I know it was a little bit long. I had a lot on my mind, a lot I wanted to talk about real quick. Um, and so I don't have anything I can think of right now. Uh, so, uh, we'll go ahead and get into, uh, some, uh, some sports, uh, up next on, uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, I'm back uh, with uh, um, some sports, uh, of course. That's what you came for, uh, I assume anyway. Um, going to talk some Suns first, um, then uh, Diamondbacks, and then I have uh, um, some Cardinals sound, uh, Cliff Kingsbury and uh, Kyler Murray um, for this week. Um for from yesterday so sound from yesterday um and uh so that will uh be uh from that and also of course uh from yesterday um the sun's sun's game break that down um and then dimebacks game from yesterday as well um kind of go over that some sound from that sound credits uh gonna be um um azcardinals.com for the Cardinals stuff Valley Sports Arizona um, and then also um, uh, also diamondbacks.com uh, uh, that should be everything sound credit wise we'll get into uh, the uh, um, Phoenix Suns and Lakers preseason game um right now actually and um it was a um 119 
2-1-15 victory for the Suns. They are 1-1 one one after losing to the 36ers 1-1 one and, one and winning against the Lakers. Uh, Lakers are 0-2. Um, Devin Booker, 22 points, uh, 7 of 20 from the field, a perfect out of the line, 5-5. Five five. LeBron James led his team, 23 points, 8 of 11 from the field, and uh, 4 of 5 from the line. DeAndre Ayton, 8 rebounds, 5 defensive, 3 offensive. Uh, Austin Reeves, 7 rebounds, uh, 5 defensive, and 2 offensive. And Chris Paul, 10 assists, 2 turnovers, 26 minutes. Austin Reeves, uh, 9 assists, 3 turnovers, and 28 minutes. Um, Let's see. As far as the team... Suns were 39 of 105, shot the ball a lot. Um, they were behind most of the game. Um, and then the, in the third, they caught up, and then it was pretty much all the Suns in the in the fourth. It was close. Uh, you know, obviously the margin of victory wasn't very high. Um, but, you know, they started running away with it. Um, Lakers kind of kept it close, but... Um, 37.1% from the field for the Suns, 13 of 41 from downtown, 31.7%. Um, from the line, 28 point or 28 of 33, 84.8%. Lakers, 35 of 82, 42.7. 13 of 41 from downtown, um, 31.7%. 32 of 44 uh, from the line, 72.7%. Uh, uh, Suns out rebounded 56 to 48, 16 offensive, 40 defensive. Lakers seven offensive and 41 defensive. More assists for the Lakers 26 21. Uh, steals go to the Suns 10 to eight. Blocks Lakers seven five. Uh, turnovers uh, Suns had 11. Um, Lakers had 17. Nine points off of turnovers, um, and then 16 points off uh, turnovers for the uh, Lakers. Fast breaks, Lakers 16, Suns 11. Points in the paint, 42 for the Lakers, 40 for the Suns. Uh, fouls, 30 for the uh, Suns, 25 for the Lakers. Two technicals, one for the Lakers, and... Largest lead of the game for the Suns was only seven. Largest lead of the late for the Lakers was thirteen. As I said, um, Lakers had it majority of the way, but Suns come back as they uh, have done in the past and typically do. Game played in Las Vegas, so on a neutral site uh, for um, for them, um, and that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, no sound um, for. Uh, for the Suns, you know, Monty Williams or anybody else. Um, so we'll go ahead and uh, get into um, some Diamondbacks after the break. Uh, the Diamondbacks uh, did exactly what I was hoping for. Well, I was hoping for a series win, um, but uh, they did go ahead and close it out on a high note with the um, 
four to two win over the Brewers, um, and that wraps up their season. Uh, got started off with a um, Christian Walker um, a single in the fourth, and Pavin Smith would score, um, and then in the fifth. Um, the uh, Brewers would uh, even it up 1-1 and then the bottom of the eighth take the lead with a, uh, a Talia's home run 1-2 um, to two in favor of Milwaukee and then the ninth Rojas uh, uh, homer to center uh, he and um, Stone Garrett score 3-2 to two. and then Corbin Carroll um, homer to right, and uh, four to two would be the uh, final for uh, for the game. And then um, Merrill Kelly um, pitched 200 total innings. He reached that milestone for uh, this season. Um, he only needed, I think, was it three or something like that? Well, he pitched six, uh, four hits, one earned run, two walks, seven strikeouts, and a ERA of uh, 3.37 is what he ends the season on. Um, Caleb Smith, um, one in two-thirds innings, uh, one hit, one walk, three strikeouts, and he um, ends with a 4.11 ERA. Um uh, Shane Poppin, uh, a third of an inning to wrap up what Caleb Smith uh, didn't. One hit, one on a run, and uh, 4.40 ERA. And then Ginkle got the uh, um, save opportunity. One inning, one hit, no on runs, no walks, one strikeout, a 3.38 ERA. Um, and that's, uh, uh, pretty much, um, pretty much it. Um, Shane Poppin with the, or actually Shane Poppin with the win, um, uh, that credit him with the win and Ginkle with the, uh, save. So Maricola, he doesn't get the win, but he does have the 200, um, the 200 innings, which is pretty special, uh, for him. So, uh, no, um, highlights, uh, today had, had some, um, from, um, <coughs> yesterday's, excuse me, yesterday's show, but, uh, just a quick, um, you know, game recap, um, and then also a recap of the season, some kind of, some of the top plays, um, from this team and uh um it this was wasn't a great season but it was a fun season uh, i it was just a fun team they um you know ran the bases well and that's what won them a lot of games if you remember me talking about it previously um Merrill Kelly had a um great couple of uh months um Zach Gallen had a great month a couple months if it you know not for the um, bad bullpen, and then the early on um, uh, struggling woes of offense, um, we might be thinking of something else, but it happened anyway, so we can't. 
you know, we can't rejoice in any of that. But, um, and really, <laughs> God forbid this ever happened, but I know it's been talked about a lot, um, seven innings of, of baseball instead of nine. To, and they do it, they talk about it to shorten the game. Um, but the game is is long because it's not as exciting. There's some football games that are well, well past uh, baseball games, and they're not trying to shorten those. Um, and it's because football um, is more appealing, yes. Um, but, the, you know, the reason why has a lot to do with the excitement that's in it. Um, the passionate fan base in, in baseball has shot themselves in the foot a couple of times, twi- twice over just the last couple of seasons with uh, holdouts and lockouts and all that. Um, and baseball's not doing themselves any favor. Still one of my favorite sports. Um, it was before all this, uh, baseball and then football, but football has, me for me personally, has surpassed it. Um, but... It, it you know to my earlier point if they went seven innings we would have won a lot more games uh just off of Merrill Kelly and uh, Zach Gallen alone um so uh Mad Bum didn't help us out any but anyway believe it or not there are some not many but there are some plays and so we'll go ahead and do that but we'll go ahead and do uh uh recap from yesterday um just quickly um, from uh, the game, four to two victory. The Diamondbacks hit big, you win big. Our Jumbo Jack home run recap, Josh Rojas. A two-run home run in the ninth inning made it 3-2 Diamondbacks after they trailed it 2-1 going into that ninth inning. Next batter, Corbin Carroll. They go back-to-back. The ninth for Rojas, the fourth for Carroll. And a 2-1 deficit turned into a 4-2 Diamondbacks win. They get three in the ninth on the two home runs to get the victory. Their 74th of the year, Sean Poppin. Ends up with the win in relief. Kevin Ginkle is first save this season. So, like I said, real quick on that. Um, and that it was uh, courtesy of uh, Bally Sports um, and their uh, page over there. Um, and then uh, via um, Bally Sports, their Facebook, um, the top plays of the uh of the season just a quick three minute video one thing you can't see is um go away some my computer's acting funky um give me a second i thought i had it ready and then i hit something all right so um i was probably going to interject i'm not sure if i will but they break down april you know some in may and then and and so on and so forth so you can't see that but you'll be able to hear everything that that i'm playing um of course so here's just kind of some top plays you'll be able to hear them from the whole season um they finish on a high note and so here's the top plays from the season Seth Beer, fly ball, right field, it's National Beer Day! Good night, everybody! Seth Beer wins it on opening night. 
Swing and a ground ball to first. And nice play, Walker. Throws to center. What a play. High fly ball, left field. Back of the warning track. Back of the wall and touch him off, Christian. And boy, Merrill Kelly has got it rolled, and he's set down 10 straight. Well, how about this? Alec Thomas the other way, and there's the first base hit for Alec. It's a double. Welcome to the big leagues, young man. Josh Rojas is this three. There it goes, Josh Rojas with a three-homer game at Wrigley Field. Alec Thomas. Oh, he got it! Alec Thomas takes a home run away from Joey Votto. Jolene, Jolene! 3-0 swing. Fly ball. Buddy Kennedy! A grand slam! That for Father's Day present right there. Doesn't get any better than that. Wow! Bounce to first. Walker. There's one. Double play! This is going to give everybody um, incredible pleasure. Our recipient and our all-star who's going to make us unbelievably proud is Joe Mantiply. In the big leagues for rookie left-hander Tommy Henry. Orban Carroll finds a gap, and there's his first major league knock. It's a two-run double for Corbin Carroll. And the Diamondbacks win a wild one. For the first time in their history, they win a game in which they trail by at least seven runs. Zach Gallon, 34 and one-third consecutive scoreless innings. Zach Gallon has thrown 41 and one-third consecutive scoreless innings. One-two pitch. Swing and a miss. There's the strikeout, and there's the new record. Zach Gallen, a new Diamondback record. 42 and one-third consecutive scoreless inning. A sensational Major League debut for Ryan Nelson. And there's a win in his Major League debut for Dre Jameson. Alcantara hits a fly ball deep to right field. Thompson to the wall, he's gone! Sergio Alcantara walks off the Dodgers.
Help us if you unmute your mic. I think I'm unmuted it and then muted it again. Goodness gracious. Um, I don't even, I, I got to say what I said it, 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 it again. Um, great stuff there. Oh, gosh, that delay. I get, still, uh, I'm still a boy trying to learn to become a man over here. Um, so anyway, great stuff. Um, get that, you know, those top play stuff. You know, I'm going to be watching it and listening to it again. Um, Just is good stuff. It wasn't, again, wasn't a great season. Wasn't expected to be a great season. But it gives you hope for the future, and it's a near future. Um, A lot of, excuse me, a lot of what um, um, what, what we heard or what you heard and what I saw was from young guys you know, like Zach Gallen had a great year. He's still young. Merrill Kelly had a great year. Uh, Corbin Carroll had a great year. Um, Josh Rojas. Uh, I know you know the top one was Seth Beer at the very beginning. Uh, he's still young. He's been up and down as far as the uh, um, in you know a part of the forty man or part of the twenty five man and then you know back down to Triple uh, A, but. Uh, other guys, uh, I don't know if I mentioned Ryan Nelson, but Alec Thomas, um, uh, you know, just so many guys, so many young, young guys. And I don't know if they can get anything for some of these other veterans that really haven't played all that well, um, like uh, Mad Bum, um, like David Peralta, some of these other guys. I don't know if they can get anything from them or if it's just, you know, let's just, you know, I don't want to say rush, but um, bring up some of these young guys, um, all of them, um, that that are just that have been so great for for the Diamondbacks. Um, whether they've been they started out great, was brought up and then sent back down, you know, whatever. Bring them up because some of these other guys are just not cutting it. Um, but because of what you know what's going on, they just uh, it's just. Um, you know, it's exciting. I don't. I mean, I don't know if you can, you know, hear it in my voice or not. I'm just super, super, super excited for the future, and the future is bright, and the future is soon. I I really can feel it soon. Um, you know, just despite and I'll, you know, he he said he's never gonna listen, so I'll drop him out of there. Despite what my uncle Brian said said to me earlier, uh, kind of a whoop de do on some of the stuff. And if he listened to the podcast, you guys that listen all the time, you know that I've ripped these teams. You know, I'm a fan of all these teams, you know, diehard fan of all these teams. I podcast about them for Christ's sake, but I will rip them when they do something bad and do something stupid. Uh, oh, Tommy Henry, that's another one. But anyway, um, uh, and I just, uh, I love sports. I love the direction of, you know, where the uh, sons are. And I don't want to get back in back into it, uh, you know, too much. I, I think this Monty Williams and um, was asked, by the way, real quick. Uh, Monty Williams was asked about um, has you know has he talked to DeAndre Ayton, and he still um, we're led to believe he hasn't, or he you know whatever has gone between those two men have not been settled, and and that that's that's a problem. But anyway, 
for the most part, I like the direction of, of where the Suns can have gone and and uh, continue where it looks like the arrow still pointing up. Diamondbacks, it's starting to point up. Um, Cardinals, uh, we don't know. Um, you know, with the some nice drafted um, uh, talent for the uh, um, Coyotes. Um, so some, some of the arrows are, you know, still pointing down like the coyotes, like, like the Cardinals, you just don't know, but could point up, um, diamondbacks are starting to point up. Suns are definitely up, but you know, some, some things to be happy about and proud about, um, a lot of things that need to continue to go, uh, grow and, and build. Um, but that after hearing that video, just super, super excited for, um, what's uh, what's to come, um, and you know, great transition transition to as far as what's coming up. Dimeback or Dimebacks? Ah, oh, well, now I screwed it up. Cardinals. Um, we got some Cliff and Kyler Sound. That is what's coming up on uh, Big Sky Sports Talk. All right, um, Cardinals uh, right now um, had uh, Cliff and Kyler uh, speak to the media. So uh, I'll play the both those press conferences, and we'll uh, start with uh, Cliff first um, and uh, just a couple minutes with the media kind of reflecting on the game and talking about what's coming up at undefeated Eagles team this, uh, this week. Um, so... What you got first, Cliff? How nice was it to see uh, Ham out there? It was great. I mean, you could see him and hear him. You know, that's the type of energy he brings. Um, he's excited. He was playing at such a high level in training camp and saw some good things out there today. We'll be smart, easing him back in. Don't want to put too much of a load on him early. But, uh, yeah, he, he brings great juice to, to the practice field. Does, uh... um, first question, um, was being asked about uh, Antonio Hamilton. Um, and, you know, this team is really, really high. Cliff is really, really high on Antonio Hamilton and a name that most people don't really know about. He's been with the team for a little bit, um, you know, practice squad and uh, lower down on the depth chart. Um, and in the grand scheme of things from cornerbacks that are, you know, if you, if you did – the best cornerback, so 32 cornerbacks, um, he would, you know, they they talk as if he is the Cardinals' number one cornerback. Um, you know, uh, Byron Murphy um, and uh, um, and uh, uh, Marco Wilson, they felt like they took a step back, but Antonio Hamilton would be that number one now. Having said that, if we had either an A, an owner that was willing to spend the money, or B, a general manager that was willing to go out and get a number one cornerback, a cornerback has been uh, on and off an issue for since since he's been here. Never had a solid number two cornerback when Patrick Peterson was here. Um, just always something 
in the cornerback room. And this is a, in my opinion, a very weak cornerback room. So you, you know, I've, um, not a whole lot on this show, but just on my own and, and you'll get more and more of the, uh, during the week stuff now, um, of Cliff and others talking about how excited they are to have Antonio Hamilton back after he had his, uh, um, kitchen burning accident, um, you know, on his skin. Um, they're excited about having him back. He had a great camp. Um, great. Uh, you know, all that was, was one of the best guys, as they said, in camp and they're super high on him, but I'm not going to try to act like he's the best thing, um, you know, coming back. It would be great. Yes. But the cornerback room is so bad that someone that most people don't even know, um, is, you know, uh, we're excited about, and it wouldn't be that way if you didn't have a, uh, owner and or general manager that just goes out and gets somebody, um, you know, there were some guys available. They are, were available for a reason. Um, but you can trade for one. I don't know, get a cornerback. You knew the, the cornerback room, what wasn't going to be as good. It's, you know, still really isn't. Um, and how, you know, no, nothing against Antonio Hamilton, you know, give a, a, a clap for, for him, um, that he's been able to shine, but, um, he's definitely not a, um, top 32, um, ranked cornerback. There's no way, um, uh, and he could surprise us, so he could surprise us, but, uh, Cliff obviously excited that he's coming back. I mean, when you get guys off of the injury and, you know, they go out there, they, they look pretty good in, in practice. Um, you know, it's, it's worth, it's worth something, you know, but, uh, I, you know, I, we're, again, I'm not going to act like it. He's like, you know, um, the second coming, uh, or whatever of Jesus Christ. Um, you know, I, it's just not, but we'll be happy to have him, but, you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Just having the potential of Wesley back there, does that change things for you guys offensively, help things? I mean, how would you kind of... Yeah, he's been a solid contributor. Um, whatever he asks him to do, he, he gets it done. And when he has his chance to make plays, he's made plays for us. So um, we had been thin there at wideout. So the more help we can get to that position, the better. And um, hopefully AJ will be ready to go as well. And um, so should have decent numbers going into the game. Another guy, um, Antoine Wesley, that you know they're super excited to have have back. Uh, obviously, for some reasons, you know when you don't have them, you miss them, and you 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 want your full arsenal, especially an offensive coach like Cliff Kingsbury. He you know he does want his full arsenal, um, uh, another toy, if you will, to to use and play. Um, but um, they have a solid. Not great, but a solid wide receiver room. Um, I I like I like Antoine Wesley's size. Uh, Kyler did look to him a lot. Have he had, does have a great connection with him in last season. He did, um, but uh, the the wide receiver room and not just because of injury also got weaker because um, you know they let let Christian Kirk walk and he, he he's making all kinds of money now. Um, a hand clap to him as well. Um, but uh, 
uh, you know, you're happy for guys to make their money. Everybody in, in the league is, you know, go out and see what you're worth and make that money. You know, that's what it's all about. Um, it still is a job and it still is a business uh, when everything comes down to it. Um, so I like the size and I like the connection. But again, um, a wide receiver that uh, um, um, is not a, you know, a real, real big name. Um, I have seen a lot of great things from Greg Dortch. Um, so, uh, is Anton Wesley, uh, better than, um, Greg Dortch? I would say no. What was, is he better than Andy Isabella? Well, obviously, yes. Um, and, you know, I had that same opinion even when Andy Isabella was with the team. So, uh, somewhere in between those two guys, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. You clearly you have D Hop one, um, and and maybe Hollywood one uh, A, um, but after that, you know, it's Antoine Wesley, I suppose, or Greg Dortch somewhere in there. Um, so he's definitely not again the one of the better wide receivers. But it is good to have him back. Does having kind of the in and out because of all the injuries and stuff with receiver does that? Do you think that's impacted this offense? Yeah, I think it's, there's a lot of things. Um, just but, but as you can see, we haven't played consistently or um, coached consistently yet. Haven't got no rhythm, and um, we need to do that ASAP with a really good team coming in. Zach, Zach's playing against his former team, and I know he's, that's always going to be something special. But he's he's in a elite class of tight ends that he's in his year or this year that we're in now, and what he also was in. Can you talk about? where he is in that mix and how valuable those guys are to a team. Yeah, he's, he's been tremendous. Um, one of the most cerebral players I, I've been around, just understanding each and every concept, what everybody has, why we're running it, what it's trying to attack, where the ball's going. Uh, takes a lot of pride in his route running. And he, you know, he's, a, he's an Eagle legend. He caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl. So uh, he has a lot of love and, and pride in, in that organization, you can tell. So he'll want to play well. He's been fantastic since he's been here. Um, I think he's going to have a really productive season as this thing goes on. And he'll, be, he'll definitely be fired up Sunday. I really, really, really like uh, Zach Ertz. Um, hasn't quite been as good as what we are expecting but it's getting there um uh i you know kyler another great connection with kyler um we looked to him a lot last season with uh um d hop going uh going down um and so that that's been great it was a great uh great trade um is he a Hall of Famer? No, not yet. But um, a, another great uh, tight end and a willing blocker. I mean, I I have a uh, a jersey supposed to be coming, but it it got all kinds of messed up. Uh, I don't know what in the world happened. I'll have to check on that later. But it's Zach Ertz's jersey, so I like him enough. I like what he stands for. A great Christian man um, and just a great great dude. Um, you know, all around, I don't obviously know him personally, but really, really happy with, uh, with Zach Ertz. Although Kelsey, I don't know if he's there yet. I, I guess he's kind of is numbers wise, but what do those guys mean to an offensive coach? Yeah, it's, it's a, it's a tough matchup. The guys that they can do it all like that. Um, all three of those guys you mentioned, I mean, Gronk is, 
kind of a superhuman. You know, he can do it all his size and athleticism and, and the blocking and all that. And then Kelsey's feel for the game. And like I said, I think Zach, his route running, his technique, and then how cerebral he is. But his production is, is unquestioned. And uh, what he's brought from a work ethic leadership standpoint to this, this locker room can't be um, overstated. Do you think play calling and, and play designing without your star receiver, do you think it's made you better without DeAndre Hopkins just because you've had to find her? Have you just learned that it sucks? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, my very first college coach, his saying was, it's not about the X's and the O's, it's about the Jimmy's and the Joe's. And you find that out quick when guys like that, who are all-time greats, um, are no longer uh, a part of your offense. But um, I've been proud of, of the way our staff and, and um, you know our quarterback has kind of handled that this year, just trying to find way, ways to win, even though it's, it hadn't been, always been pretty. We haven't played great on offense, haven't coached great on offense, but to be two and two with, with some of the things we have going on, I think um, it's gonna lead to some positive things down the road. Um, for a offensive genius that Cliff is supposed to be, um, I, don't, I don't know what, there's some definitely a disconnect. I mean, his, he, um, what I've seen and uh, heard and understand, brilliant, brilliant play designer. I mean, he can, he can, he can, he can draw them up. Um, and it, it is a lot about, like he said, you know, not about X's, O's, Jimmy's, Joe's. It's about the guys you have in the room and execution. It matters a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but. His time management with and and some of his questionable play calling is definitely not elite. And I would really, you know, I'm not the only one. I think a lot of fans feel this way. So a lot of fans just want him gone. I, I'm not quite there yet. I mean, it, it has been better every year, and I can see why he's gotten the extension. I don't agree with the extension. I think all three men, as I've said multiple times, uh, Kime, Cliff, and Kyler, the three, there's the three K's. I love the alliteration there. Um, have, uh, you know, should have, you know, hey, you three gentlemen, one, one year. That's what you got. Um, and we'll move on. That's what I think they should have done, but, you know, um, can't really go back now. Um, so here we are. Um, but I, I think, you know, he should be the, offensive coordinator and someone else should be the head coach um and so he can focus on um you know designing the plays you know calling the plays and then you know some of the head coaching duties he has to do during the game that uh you know clearly you know uh he's not on the same page you know on a couple of different things some of that would help i don't know or vice versa he head coach someone else you know and as part of the play design team if you want uh and and then someone else calls them you know and dials dials them up I, I i don't know um but something needs to change there um but like i said he can draw them up with the best of them that's for sure the line's shaking up right now the way you see it i mean oh line yeah i mean it's it's one of those deals where it's going to be basically to the weekend before we know who who can go and and Y'all saw what we signed Billy Price, and, and that's really um, as insurance to see who all can, can play and who can't, numbers-wise. No guard or center? He can, yes, sir. The, the, the three receivers you guys drafted in 2019 didn't work out. It, 
Is that a position that's hard to evaluate and project maybe other than a couple guys every year? Or? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I mean, a lot of that's situational. Um, I think, you know, Andy, we, we bring him in and he's behind really Christian Kirk and, and Larry Fitzgerald where we wanted to play him. So he didn't um, probably get the time on test that, that could have really helped him. And, and then we bring in DeAndre Hopkins. And so you have those three guys. And then, um, you know, it's just, just hard to get on the field. But he can definitely play in this league. He'll find a place. And, and then the other two, um, Keyshawn and Hakeem, just didn't work out for whatever reason. But uh, every, every position is hard to evaluate. I think receiver particularly, you got to find a place that's able to maximize your skill set and, and um, where you, you kind of fit in. How tough is it for you as you know, coach just to see a guy like that who's been in the system so long? <clears throat> yeah, it's terrible. I, I hate that. I mean, he, he comes in yesterday and uh, just tough conversation because you love him and what he's about and how hard he's worked. And you know in the right you know, situation could have been different, and I think it will be for him. Um, but even on his way out, this is the type of guy he is. He tells me, hey, prove him wrong, coach. You know, he's still thinking about others and encouraging me. So um, I think the world of him and, and hopefully he lands in a good spot. Could help guys too, right? No doubt, no doubt. Like I said, I mean, he comes in and he's behind a Hall of Famer and a guy who just got $20 million a year, and then we bring in another guy who's making $25 million. So it uh, wasn't I ideal at times, and I think um, he has a future in this league. Look, what do you make of this Eagles team in year two under Nick and what he's been able to do with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, it's been tremendous. I think him and Shane Cycle, um building it around Jalen and, and bringing in great pieces, obviously, but then the way they've um, adapted to his skill set and really maximized it. I think you have Shane Steichen, who was – you know, Coach Herbert, when he had the monster year as a rookie and then was with Phillip Rivers and, and completely different systems to be able to come in and, and adapt to this and, and build and continue to evolve with Jalen, um, it's impressive to watch. And, and the culture, you can tell those guys are having fun, they're playing hard for him, so Nick's done a great job there. You are 6-0 and against the NFC East, did you know that? I did not. I hope that didn't jinx us, but we haven't won a home game in a while, so maybe that kind of cancels out. Yeah, I mean, he's day-to-day. -day. He, he got out there today and was moving around, and we'll see how he feels at the end of the week. But it'd be nice to have all those, those bodies be able to keep some guys fresh and, and maybe not have to play uh, guys as many snaps as we've had to the last few games. Philly's defense can hurt you a lot of different ways. I mean, the front, the middle, and the end, especially there, too. What do you see when you look at it? <clears throat> yeah, overall, it's, it's probably the, the most complete roster, of, I mean, if, at least in the top three that you see. Like you said, all three levels on defense are tremendous. Great athletes. Um, Really don't have to bring a ton of pressure because they're so good up front, and then they play coverage behind with some of the, the best um, DBs in the league. And uh, schematically, it does a good job mixing up coverages, disguising things, and, and they play really hard. Like I said, I think that's the most impressive thing um, when you watch their team overall is just the effort that they play with, and that's a credit to their, their coaching staff. Yeah, susceptible against the run. Is that something you'd like to try to continue to exploit? Yeah, I mean, we, we always want to try to get the, the run going if we can. Uh, we're really good when we rush for – 30 plus times or whatever. And so if we can get it going, uh, that'd be nice. Did you bring up the record at home recently? Uh -uh. No, I mean, I see it as this is a new season. Um, you know, we lost to Super Bowl, defending Super Bowl champs and one of the better teams in the league right now at home. So we're 0 2 this season at home. I, I, last year was last year. Do you, uh, going back to Ertz for a minute, in a game like this, do you worry about? I wasn't going to say anything, but I, I just that that home thing is a bugaboo, and it's got to, got to, got to, got to change. 
Um, it's been an issue ever since Cliff has been here a little bit. Well, obviously, Steve Wilkes didn't have a great record at all. So it's been a while, a while since the Cardinals have played well at home. It, it The road record is phenomenal. I mean, just another one just last, last week. Um, but you got to find a way to play good at home. Um, and I don't know what it is if they're just, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's mind boggling how, how atrocious they are at home. It's, 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 it's historically bad. Your fans get excited for, you know, how you do on the road. Hope they, they see it at home and they don't. It's just, uh, so deflating, um, yeah, finding a, a way to get better there is an understatement. And being somebody like him being too amped up because of who he's playing? I, I don't. I think if anything, he'll, you know, the focus and intensity of practice all week, he'll, he'll help lift other guys up. I mean, he's been doing this a long time. Like I said, won a Super Bowl. And so he's been in big games. And um, <clears throat> I don't think it'll be any sort of issue. I just know that you, you'll feel his intensity throughout the week. There's no question. Yeah, I mean, you, you got to have a plan for him. There's no doubt. It's, it's been great to see just his evolution and how he's become one of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, when I got here, you know, he was a stand-up trying to make a middle linebacker, and finally we were like, hey, let's try him where he played so well in college. And um, it's just been awesome, such a great person to see the success he's had. But um, you, you got to have a plan. I mean, he wrecked that game against Jacksonville last week, creating those turnovers there late. And so we got to have some way to try and slow him down. How's Prater looking? Uh, he, he'll be out. Yeah, he'll be out this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kicked well today. Um, you know, he, he's in the NFL for a reason and has had some some uh, success kicking at, at certain spots and, and uh, looked really sharp today. You don't anticipate an IR move for Matt? Uh, I think we're kind of working through that, but but not as not of now. Yeah. All right, some uh, good stuff. Um, gonna go ahead and get in straight to. Um, um, to, uh, gosh, Kyler, um, but, uh, um, it's, uh, it's just an interesting thing. I still on the home thing. I just can't get it out of my head. Um, but anyway, maybe, maybe Kyler can help me, help me get it out of my head here. Here is, uh, here's Kyler. going against his old team or is he asking for like four targets this week? Nah, I actually thought about that. Probably probably be a little weird for him maybe. I don't know. You know, he had a such a great career there um, to go against him for the first time since being traded. Um, probably have, you know, some emotions, I'm sure. Uh, he's an emotional guy. Um, but uh, I'm sure he's looking forward to playing him for sure. He told us last year one of his first few interviews that he was so wanted to. I mean, it was when he resigned that he wanted to be here with some quarterback stability with you. Mm-hmm. He did go through seven different starting quarterbacks in nine years, which seems like a, a lot. Larry, you said how many? Seven. Seven and nine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm sure he does. I can only imagine. I'm sure. You know, D Hop dealing with the same thing. Um, 
you know, it's got to be – I've never had to deal with, you know, coaches in and out and stuff like that, so I can't really speak on it. But um, I'm used to, you know, being familiar with my coach, uh, having the stability. Um, yeah, I'm, it does make a difference. You know, I, I'm sure he would tell you the same. You've, uh, you've said many times you trust all your receivers no matter who's out there. Mm -hmm. But the in and out, I mean, now you're getting Tweezy back and maybe AJ and, and all that stuff, That's that's got to impact you some way, doesn't it? Um, no, I mean, if anything, you know, um, excited for those guys to get back. I mean, Tweezy's been out four weeks, um, hop six, six weeks, right? Um, you know, so just when they, when they get back, I mean, it's a different, different vibe, different energy that they're bringing back to the game, to the team, um, that the team has missed. You know, you, it's hard to fill that void. You know, those guys are two guys that, you know, bring juice every day to practice, uh, to the locker room, leadership. Um, talk a lot, so it's you know they just make everybody feel better. Um, so I'm excited to have him back. I'm excited to have D Hop back. He won't be back this week. Um, it'll be after, um, at well after that, but still, um, it'll be. Let's see, uh, this week five. He got one, one, uh, two more games, um, but. Uh, I'm also ex I'm excited and nervous for D Hop to come back because we've had someone suspended before, and that was Patrick Peterson. Um, he was somewhat on you know he, you can say on the decline already. I think um, D Hop is still you know in his prime, still one of the best wide receivers out there, um, and uh, Patrick Peterson you know assured us that. You know, he would be fine coming back. Obviously, he, you know, hated what happened, whatever. Um, but, you know, he he was asked what he did, and he did some simulated stuff, you know, went up to the mountains and ran up there where the air is thinner and um, got his endurance going and whatnot. I don't know what D-Hop is doing, if they have a plan for him or what. Um but I just, I fear that he will not be the same. Uh, and I also fear that uh, they'll rely on him so much that they forgot how to rely on everybody else as they already have. Um, that that's, could be a big, big problem. Kind of low-key to us. What do you mean that he's emotional? Uh, he's, he's a... I don't want to say emotional, you know, tight ends just want the ball a lot. Like they, they, they get they get sensitive if they don't get the ball. They, you can watch him on Sundays if he's open, he doesn't get the ball. He, he's he's throwing his arms down and doing all, doing all the, you know the theatrics and stuff like that. But um, <laughs> he has a good reason. Most of the time he's open, so um, that's fine. I'm I'm good with it. How much do you enjoy him as a target as a passer? Right? Yeah, I've I've you know besides playing with um, you know I've I've played with. I played with Mark Andrews, but I didn't play, you know, at Oklahoma when he was there. Um, Grant, he's with the Eagles now, but you know, er Ertz is he's like he's literally most of the time he's always open. I mean, even if he's not open, he's good at being friendly to the quarterback. Um, savvy vet, you know, safety blanket, all those things. I've never really had that. So to you know, for for you know, playing with him has definitely shown me that the tight end is a uh, it was very important for for a young quarterback and any quarterback really. Did, uh, did Hurst reach out to you at all when you decided to go to Oklahoma? And you guys kind of um, no, nah, I remember Riley hit me up about him. Uh, I, I never really, you know, had, had any experience with him, never met him. Um, 
but when he got to campus, you know, I, I you know, we, we ended, um, ended up meeting and stuff like that and talking about the offense and all this stuff. Um, and just speaking about Riley and all the things that he was doing, uh, the offense, he asked me a couple of questions, stuff like that. But no, nah, never, he never hit me up about uh, the decision to go to OU. I think it was more of a low-key type of thing. How much do you like this kind of a matchup coming up Sunday? A undefeated team with a lot of skill yeah. and a lot of hype and a real tough defense. You're at home. Yeah. And you thrive for these kind of games. Can you kind of take us through what, what you're thinking? I mean, it's a great opportunity for us. You know, um, started off slow this season. Um, entering the second quarter of the season, I think it's a great opportunity. You've got a great team coming in. Um, in. In order to be the best, you got to beat the best. This is an opportunity for us. Wearing the black helmets at all? Add to yeah, it. black helmets, yeah. Um, what do you think? What do I think? Yeah, you like them? Yeah. I like them too. He's solid. Against those OU quarterbacks, how long do you get bragging rights? Uh, I mean, I don't. Um, what am I right now for now? I mean, Jalen. He spent he's he spent a lot of time at Bama. I mean, I, I mean, it's uh, I don't know. I'm not I'm not too worried about it right now. A great point there, Kyler. I mean, as a Bama fan myself, I like Arizona State. Always will, and uh, I probably will always like Alabama too. Spent you know 14 years in Alabama. It's just contagious. <laughs> um, uh, Jalen Hurts is not an Alabama quarterback, or not a uh, OU quarterback. He's just not. He's an Alabama quarterback through and through. We'll claim him more than OU can. Um, yes, he. You know, he already graduated from Alabama before he left. He just was drafted there and played one season there. That's it. Um, but that is kind of funny. And he said, Oh, we're, we're 4-0, aren't, I'm 4-0, aren't, aren't I? So, you know, there, he, yeah, hopefully he can keep it up. <laughs> there, there's a lot of things that, you know, Kyler seven, you know, seven, eight or, or eight and no, whatever it is in, in, uh, in Dallas, maybe, you know, being undefeated against other Oklahoma and I put in air quotes, I'm literally doing it, Oklahoma quarterbacks, um, maybe that will carry over. Who, uh, who knows? How do you handle receivers who come to you a lot and say, I'm, I'm open, I'm open? Uh, they don't usually do it. You know, they usually, um, they'll probably talk amongst each other, say I missed them or something like that. But uh, I go back and watch the film, and I'll, I'll, I'm, I'm good about, you know, telling them if, if, I, if that was on me, or, you know, if it was my fault. Um, Try to make everybody feel good. You know, got to keep them going. Got to keep them upright. Confidence going. Because um, we're gonna, I mean, we're gonna need everybody at some point. So, do you on, on the? Obviously, you're always looking for for chunk plays, and some of the defenses you've seen two high safeties is yep. not gonna be there. Is there is there a part of the offense that needs a couple of those for the confidence level? I think. I mean, I think you you love to be able to you know hit some deep shots every every game. You know, but. Uh, you watch across the league. I mean, sometimes it's not there. You know, you, you got to take what the defense gives you. Um, it's got to be a methodical game. Sometimes you play the Rams. You know, they're, they're not giving up deep shot, most deep shots. You know, so you got to drive the, drive the ball methodically, slow it down, um, and be willing to take the you know take the underneath stuff. So um, it's tough. You know, it's just, it's tough as a young, you know when you're a young quarterback learning that. But uh, you know, being year four, I've kind of dealt with it, and um, you know, I'm kind of used to it. So Billy likes to bring up safety up to the box a lot, though. That's something you can exploit if you change your formations and fool them a little bit. I mean, we'll see. Like, I think we got a good plan. 
No, no, I don't. I mean, I, I don't really uh, make much of a thing about it. Um, to me, it's you know, it, it, like I said, last year's last year. Obviously, you know, this year we're uh, we have we have yet to win at the crib. But I mean, uh, we like I said, we got a great opportunity this week. When you look at the defense, what's the first thing that uh, stands out to you? They got a lot of great players over there. A lot of great players are flying around. They're playing together, um, playing real good complimentary football, offense, defense, and special teams. There's a reason why they're four and zero. But like I said, they got you know they got some really good players over there. Your defense, your defense has played very well too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe underrated. You made sure you mentioned that last week after the game. What, what do you think of your guys? I mean, I'm fine with uh, you know. As far as you know, laying low right now underneath the radar. You know, as, as, as far as we're playing, um, we got to get better offensively, um, and I, I think everybody understands that. Everybody knows that the urgency for us right now um, is at all time high because we know you know the potential and everything, but potential only gets you so far. So we, we got to kick it in gear. We got to got to be better this week. Got to put somewhat of an asterisk next to, you know, the words great or solid or good defense for the Cardinals. Um, you know, the, we thought the Raiders were going to be a lot better than they are, and they're they're not. So, you know, so a weaker team there. Um, and then um, a lot of tip balls and, and all that for a Baker Mayfield that clearly – is you know not not the same and you know he's been more down than up in his career anyway so a bad quarterback and what turns out as of right now to be a bad team so and of course it's always kind of been you know a late late adjustments but at least it is adjustments nonetheless by um vance joseph so you know, um, yeah, they've played great, but it's just, can you, you know, it's not been real complete, but it is it also, I can agree that it is underrated. There's by far um, the, between the, the two units, um, the defense is not as good not as experienced, um, not as, you know, a lot um, lower pay uh, to defense. Um, and uh, the investment as far as draft capital is, is kind of been, you know, high um, somewhat, but it's there's just not a lot put into – the defense. So that's one thing you can credit Vance Joseph a lot that he's doing really well. I say really good. He's doing pretty good, solid, if you will, with what he's given. And it's uh, time for Cliff to do the same on offensively. Pass rusher, you did it already with Chandler, but to go against Hassan, who mm-hmm. you're going to know and you practiced against. I, does that give you any kind of help or not really? Nah, not really. I, I haven't played against Hassan yet, so um, no, nah, he's having a great year though. You know, ever since he's left here, he's been he's been balling. So I'm excited. The entire division at two and two. Does that eliminate any sort of panic to iron out these wrinkles faster, knowing you have a little wiggle room in the standings? No, I think the the division's just super competitive. You know, it's um, 
I think you, you take pride, you know, in, in playing this division. Um, you see, you know, how this division shakes out. It's always, it's always super competitive. You know, super Bowl champs, 49ers were, in, you know, in the game to go to the Super Bowl, playing the Rams. Um, Seahawks have always been good. So, um, nah, I mean, if anything, that's just that puts puts more on us. We got to we got to be better. Um, and I'm excited for it. I'm, you know, I'm super competitive. So to me, it's you know, it's uh, set up right for us. The Cardinals should be fortunate that they are two and two. Um, the Rams definitely not as good as they were last year or the way they finished anyway, being Super Bowl champs. Um, it's quite possible that either undefeated, if nothing else, three and one, the 49ers should be if they would have started Jimmy G over um, Trey Lance. Um, and, uh, I mean, his name was dragged through the mud pretty good. Everybody thought he should should be or could have been on his way out. Um, and even, you know, his last words during his press conference was, you know, it's been great to be here, you know, kind of like all past tense. Like he knew he was on his way out, um, Jimmy G. And, uh, um, you know, as soon as he started, and I, I think I said this, but as soon as he started, they got better. You know, they became a better team with Jimmy G under center. Than, even though he has his issues as well, he'll throw you uh, one or two. Um yeah, but clearly up to this point, maybe more development for Trey Lance or maybe he's a bust altogether. I don't really know. This this time, you know, what brings Jimmy G in is is uh, a injury, but um, he he's, you know, better than – Jimmy G is better than people give him credit. Um, and, you know, he, he – has taken them to the playoffs and and they've d- done a lot of winning with him. Uh, so um, very well, very fortunate for everybody to be two and two. Um, and like I said, four and nine is going to easily be three and one or uh, undefeated at this point. Um, if Jimmy G was at the helm from the beginning, um, and I honestly, truly believe that. Seven total touchdowns. What a hundred? What would a hundred mean to you? Uh, I, I mean, I don't really um, look at much of the stats, but I mean, I'm just trying to win. To be honest, that's, uh, but if, if we're scoring touchdowns, we're winning. So I think that's you know, kind of goes hand in hand. Some good stuff. Um, I, I like that last stat. I did not know that um, these. Uh, beat reporters, uh, they 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 know their stuff, um, and uh, you know, kudos to them for kind of bringing that up. Um, I I mean, when whenever players seem to say, you know, I don't really pay attention to that or didn't really know that, um, sometimes they really don't. I just have a hard time believing that Kyler didn't know that he, you know, is set. What's it? I done forgot already just listen to it seven away from a hundred total touchdowns that's i mean that's pretty cool pretty impressive um you know only being here for as long as he has and i wonder if that's passing or cumulative i i don't know if that's what that is um passing and rushing combined or just passing be be pretty impressive it was a hundred percent uh, our hundred total passing touchdowns and not just a hundred total i think that's a hundred total it has to be um 
So very, very cool there. A uh, great, fun uh, note to to end on, as a matter of fact. Um, so with that, that's it. I, I'll try to give you everything I got. Um, next week, I, I'm going to try to um, see if I can pull some, some more sun, some sun devils. We'll get into that next week and next week's shows. Um and, and maybe if I do some preview stuff, uh, um, I'll, I'll uh, uh, later on today when I do um, my um, Thursday night slash uh, Friday show, you know, for you guys Friday, um, I might pull go to thesundevils.com and uh, get some uh, Sean Iguano sound. I've heard some on the other podcasts, uh, Doug Franz Unplugged. So if you maybe I like that you listen to my show, really like that you listen to my show. But if you um, want to listen to um, another show that's better than mine, and you want to get better um, sports information, better coverage, um, better um, opinions, you know whatever, um, <laughs> then listen to Doug Franz on Unplugged. He he, I'm sure he and his family would really appreciate it as well. Um, but, uh, he really has everything going to gone, uh, going together. Um, like I said, I'm just a boy trying to become a man, even though I've been doing it longer than he has, but he's been in the radio business, um, you know, long, uh, almost longer than I've been alive. Um, but like I said, if you want something more comprehensive that I'm, and where I'm trying to go, I'm not trying to copy him, but where I'm trying to go. Um, and until I get there, listen to Doug Franz Unplugged. Um, I know he'll appreciate that, but, um, I know he's mentioned, he's had Sean Iguano in hit some sound from Sean Iguano and the, uh, Sun Devils in his, on, in, in his show, on his show, however you want to say that. And I really like what I've been hearing from, uh, Coach Iguano. So for you Sun Devil fans out there. Um, try to get some more stuff that like that uh, coming up uh, soon but I appreciate it and uh, until next time thank you guys